0: I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. A longtime regular in terms of commentator uh, Daniel Cotter. He's going to be good doing an ongoing series with us of interviews uh, going forward which we're really excited about. I love, his, I love his commentaries and articles over at the Price of Business Digital Network and we've asked him recently to come on uh, regularly to do uh, actual interviews with me and I, I think it's going to be exciting uh, as a lawyer who started out of college as an accountant and passed the CPA exam, Daniel Cotter tries to use that knowledge and business acumen to truly partner with legal clients. He also spent more than 16 years of his 27 years as a lawyer in-house. Clients want to have pragmatic digestible understandable information and advice and that's what Daniel's all about uh i'm telling you in this world of uh really reaction uh, rather than proaction um an attorney in the in the pro-action area is crucial he graduated with honors in accounting from monmouth college and a law degree with honors from the john marshall law school so we're lo- glad to have him you can learn more about him of course at howardandhoward.com that's howardandhoward.com welcome back to the nationally syndicated price of business daniel cotter he is a regular on the price of business you know daniel we love having you on the program you bring great perspective you are a, uh, really someone who has a trusted advisor approach for your clients when it comes to the law, which is so unique. Uh, I love what you do. You know, uh, sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. But I always like to mention your book. And, you know, in fact, uh, recently we had to do a commentary on the passing of Senator Day O'Connor, and you brought so much depth to the perspective. And I think a lot of it had to do with your book, which was about the chief justices. Why don't you take a moment to talk about your book, Talk quickly about your firm and uh, give your website, uh, really the website for your firm. But we'll have on the web page uh, a link to uh, your book. We we always do. Uh, but I love your book. So real quickly, there's a little bit to do before we get started, and we got a great topic today, by the way.
1: Well, thank you, Kevin. And always happy to be on here and and discuss with you. And I learned things from you as well that uh, really. Uh, you know, I can take back and think about and, and then future, future uh, discussions on this, uh, on this uh, interview session. The, uh, the book is The Chief Justices. Uh, it's about uh, really a, a history of the this, the Supreme Court of the United States and the broader, uh, the nation through uh, the center seat. There's been 17 chief justices in our history. Uh, chief Justice John Roberts is the Seventeenth. They've all been men so far. Um, That may change at some point in the future, but uh, that'll depend on who's president and and, uh, when that happens. Probably not for many years. And uh, that's the book. And uh, you know, I I, uh, published it. It was published in 2019. My firm is Dickinson Wright PLLC, and our website is Dickinson-Wright-WRiGht.com, and we're uh, a, a law firm, full-service law firm for uh, businesses, and uh, try to be trusted advisors to those businesses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, one of the things you've done is you've really positioned yourself as as a trusted advisor, and I think that is so important. That there's an area uh, business owners have accountants, they you know, and they and they use them right in a preventative and defensive way. At least they should be. Uh, maybe not everybody, but it's kind of intuitively known. But uh, for some reason, we don't have the same attitude towards our uh, legal counsel, and instead only contact them when they're in trouble. And what I love is that you make yourself available and you possess yourself as the person you go to before you're in trouble. And that really is the unique perspective you bring to every interview. That we have, and so um, and every time you're on, you bring such interesting topics that really, as you talk, I can see your philosophy at work as you talk about these topics, and I think that's going to be the case today. Uh, Introduce it for us.
1: Yeah, and and the topic today is 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 what's known as the uh, Chevron Doctrine, Kevin, Um, and it's we'll talk about why it's important to businesses, but the Chevron Doctrine was was from a case. Uh, from 1994, Chevron USA, Inc. versus National Resources Defense Council, Inc. And uh, Justice John Paul Stevens uh, wrote for a unanimous 6-0 majority. And, and it's a uh, Supreme Court-created doctrine that provides that if Congress has not expressly addressed the matter, which is often the case, and the agency's interpretation is reasonable, uh, courts will not disturb the action. Uh, the doctrine's been embraced by some and questioned at times by various justices and others. And right now, uh, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, heard uh, two cases uh, and the expressed issue that they were going to address in the case and that they did address over three and a half hours of oral argument was whether the court should overrule Chevron or at least clarify the statutory silence concerning controversial powers, uh, that are granted elsewhere in the statute does not constitute an ambiguity, and uh, that, that's kind of the, the the table setting for it. Let into more detail.
0: Yeah, and, and didn't they just last year actually adjudicate on a case that related to the Department of Labor that was really a blow at the administrative set, state? And the fact that they're considering this in a more expansive way uh, makes me think because that decision that you referred to the, that doctrine. That really kind of set the legal foundation for the administrative state in, in, uh, uh, in many ways.
1: Yeah, if it, if it didn't set the stage, it, it at least uh, expanded kind of this administrative state. And you know, there's a, a big debate, Kevin. You know, going back to the founding of the of, of the country and kind of you know just how how broad uh, the administrative state is uh my co-host on a podcast we do referred to this as the largest branch of government right that's unaccountable uh most of these agencies yeah. are under the executive branch but what what you know what, one of the things you and i have talked about previously kevin and, and offline is, is that you know one of the challenges uh, is if if the court uh, overturns Chevron, and it appears that they're going to uh, justice jackson in an oral argument she even mentioned something about uh, she, she referred to Chevron in the past tense but um, the, the, the real issue that, that you and I have talked about is that neither side of the aisle uh, in 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 D.C. right now uh, can legislate anything. They can't agree on almost anything. It's become so hyper uh, polarized and even within the parties they can't agree on how they move forward on any, any given piece of legislation so if, if, if Congress is actually tasked with given more concrete direction and creating the rules for these agencies. Uh, you know, the, the fear, I think, is that you know, the, the, this will be a, a, a get broken down uh, jalopy that, that nobody, uh, you know, the, the government won't function. And, you know, some may say that's a good thing, but, but without anything, just think of all the things that we have uh, that, that are, are part of these various agencies and, you know, how, the, how that functions Uh, On the other hand, you know, one of the things that Chief Justice John Roberts uh, uh, mentioned in in these arguments uh, uh, a while back was that uh, he didn't seem to think that things would change very much. He he may have the the right answer on that because you you think about it, I mean, again, whether it's the EEOC or the EPA or IRS or, you know, name your alphabet soup of agencies, um, these things have a lot of people in them, and and, uh, so, you know, they're They're still going to function somehow uh, it'll be on these cases that are you know uh one, one question is does this open up every case that's ever been decided uh, that uh, deference was given to an administrative agency you know are all those overturned so um for, for businesses, you know I think that the, the key takeaway that they need to really focus on is is you know again, talk with your trusted legal advisors uh, about whether this has any impact uh, depending on on what kind of regulatory oversight a particular agency has, even the, even the SEC, right? The SEC, uh, the, the, the Securities and Exchange Acts go back to the 1933 and 1934. A lot of administrative rules have been created since, uh, but it, it'll be an interesting development. Uh, and, and like I said, I think this is uh, is going to be an instance where the court comes down 5-4 or 6-3 that Chevron is, in fact, dead, which, which uh, Gorsuch and a, a few others have been uh, really pushing for uh, for quite some time,
0: yeah absolutely, and you know to your true to your point uh, I actually think there's four parties in congress <laughs> there's NAGA, yeah. there's moderates uh on the republican side and there's relatively moderate and uh bernie acts um you yeah. know I know he's fading, but they kind of share those values that's like, that's a pretty divided uh, a pretty divided congress In and that's just the house,
1: yeah. You know, someone uh, uh, described it. I forget who it was. Uh, once described it to me as almost a horseshoe, right? Because the, the two uh, the groups you talked about—the Bernie and the MAGA—kind of come together, right? They're, they're, they got different views, but they're just the way they view the world is 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 not that dissimilar, right? And yeah, I think you're right. I think there's at least four factions, and uh, and again, that makes for a very dysfunctional body. That's uh, can't really uh, get anything done, so we'll, we'll see what, so, what what happens with Chevron. But uh, for for now, you, I would I would say that there's not going to be much that Congress does to change itself.
0: No, no, uh, and uh, yeah, and you call you, you call the horseshoe. I totally get that. That makes sense. I, I prefer to call it a circular firing squad. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It, It's like both sides are on a fast track to commit political suicide and prove their irrelevancy. It's very difficult to watch. And again, any long-term listener, I've got problems with both sides. Frankly, i got problems with people who don't have problems with both sides and actually use the bad behavior of the other party to justify the bad behavior of their own party. And let's face it, we hear that every single day, Daniel.
1: Yep.
0: Daniel, final thoughts, and your uh, website again.
1: Sure. Again, again uh, you know, I don't know that this is going to have any immediate impact on businesses, but talk with your trusted advisors these kind of decisions come out to just see how it might impact you going forward or challenges you may have to uh, parts of the administrative state uh, once this comes down. And our website is Dickinson-Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T.com.
0: Very good, as always. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. See you for more after this.